When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Irish Illustrated Insider, brought to you by Catanzary Financial Services. It is Florida State Week, and we have a little bit more to talk about today than we anticipated. With the news that came out Wednesday that Ian Book is dealing with a rib injury, we believe he's also dealing with a kidney uh, issue. And although Notre Dame has not declared him out for the football game this weekend, and might not, Brian Kelly may or may not on Thursday, um, we have every reason to believe that he will not be performing yeah, this I weekend. Think we've we've declared him out collectively, yeah. and and probably uh, and probably Syracuse. We've uh, we've heard nothing that would indicate that he would be back for Syracuse either. But just one step at a time. It looks like Brandon Wimbush moves into the starting lineup against a Florida State team that has struggled defensively. But one area where they have not struggled is against the run, and of course that's Brandon Wimbush's strength. So plenty to talk about here uh, with regard to how Nordane matches up with Brandon Wimbush at quarterback. And, um, you know, we, I had all these other things we we're going to talk about, Drew Tranquil and <laughs> yeah. his, his amazing recuperative yeah, ability. That's... But I guess we'll leave that for stories on, on irishillustrated.com <laughs> and, and address mainly in this segment. And then, of course, in segment two, Ian Book and then uh, Florida State and how Nordame matches up against Florida State with Wimbush, a quarterback. Worse? Yeah, <laughs> worse. Uh, yeah, the analysis right there? Yeah. It's unf- I mean, it, you know. Florida State's not as good as Syracuse, and you could argue that Notre Dame is going to have a harder time beating Syracuse without Ian Book than they would Wimbush. However, you need fewer points to beat Florida State than you need to beat Syracuse, and I think Brandon Wimbush can come up with a few touchdowns like he has. He's, you know, he's 24, 24, 22, three touchdowns in the three games he played this year. Um, you don't see Notre Dame scoring 35 often against a, a quality run defense facing Brandon Wimbush, but the real question for me is, Although Brandon Wimbush has been prepared to start this game since Monday, is Monday the first time he's been prepared to start since he's been benched? Yeah, that that is a real concern. I've always been a, a little skeptical of, of some of the things Brian Kelly has said about human how nature, well, not yeah. Brandon Wimbush. Right? Yeah, how yeah. well he's been preparing and how engaged he is. Um, and I, I'm just, I just need to see that actually well, we don't, show on we don't, Saturday. We don't night. see that. We don't right. see he does not look engaged during a game. No, I mean it's also like just talking to people around the program. I'm just I'm just a little wary of like he's going to come in and boom, uh, I, and I don't even I was like, let's see, he comes in and the the phrase would be pick up where he left off. I'm not sure well, what what that actually means. No. Well, how can he? He didn't hit the ground running when he was playing every week. Right. How's it going it's to happen struggle. now after six seven weeks? Uh, yeah, he played he played well um, considering. That he clearly faced the greatest defense in the last twenty-seven years of college football. We found out in the opener in in Michigan, he was able to beat the defense that no one could possibly ever, at, since that moment, contain in any way, shape, or form. You're being facetious. I am being facetious, but he did play well in that game, considering the opponent. It's a very good defense. He played well in that game. He he jumped. Hey, it is not his fault that without Dexter Williams, Jafar Armstrong in his first game and receivers that were getting blanketed, Brandon Wimbush didn't have a great day passing against Michigan. He did everything. We can't re- rewrite history. That guy played well considering the circumstances. 
the other two games is why this move was made. And I my concern about Wimbush is not only human nature. Pete, you're talking to some of the program. It is they have gone away from the offense that Brandon Wimbush ran. Yeah, you can't run the offense that Ian Book's been running with Brandon Wimbush when you have a quarterback who's 20% less accurate. Mentally, Brandon Wimbush never thought he would see his offense back out there again. I would cannot imagine he thought, we're going to get back to running me being the quarterback of this team, and we're going to run the offense the way we ran it prior. It's, it's he, Why would you? Well, you can only imagine what Chip Long's going through this week as, he, as he, he clearly tones down what they can do. We have questions in the second segment about what they're going to do. I mean, you, you have to – you don't have a choice. You can't run what you've been running the last six weeks. No, you, you don't, can't. We, you don't have a choice. You have to scale back or – I don't want to say dumb it down, but, I mean, that's an expression that you use – in this situation, you have to scale it back to the extent where he can have success with what you call. You can't be calling all the RPOs and all the things that they were able to expand with with, with Ian Book. It's just not going to work that way. And now you're counting on an offensive line that is in question, uh, you know, with the changes that they've had to make on the offensive line. I think the run game could be enhanced because it's going to be a lot of zone read type stuff. But... Um, and he never had Dexter all year, Brandon Wimbush. No, yeah. no, he hasn't. Um, you know, he really hasn't had this version of Dexter yeah. ever. Um, right, Because, right. I mean, this version of Dexter is new. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, can you have a Michigan State-style performance? Maybe. Um, a lot of throws outside the numbers, a lot of deep shots. Uh, I mean, Notre, or no, Florida State's down, Levante Taylor, the top corners out for the game. So it's... Um, it's going to be difficult for Notre Dame to move the ball. Uh, if Wimbush comes out of this game and he has not carried 15 to 20 times, then I think something oh, is abs- really off. No, he, he absolutely they has have, to carry 20 times. You basically have to ride him into the ground. Yeah, and you talk about run game. Dex, you have Dexter Williams back, but Dexter Williams, when the offensive line is not blocking, when it's Pittsburgh or when it's basically Northwestern, it doesn't matter that it's Dexter Williams. He he probably won't have room to run against a, a, the number six rush defense in the country. I think still at play is a good start by a Brandon Wimbush-led team, a Notre Dame defense that gets up 13-0, 17-7. There is still the, this is Florida State, 2018. They're not coming back on people. They aren't showing fight at the end of games in 32-degree weather at night in South Bend. They, it's it's going to be a lot colder than 32 it, it, degrees. It's literally not it's a Yeah, you're, you're not all... You've injected Florida State with a little bit of hope, probably, and they're probably salivating, thinking we are going to kill a running quarterback right now instead of Ian Book throws the ball yeah. at 1.9 seconds and we yeah. don't know where the hell it's going. But you're, it, this, it is the right team. I understand they have great athletes. It's the right team. If you get them down, it's over. Well, it's a, yeah. I mean, sure. it's, a, it's a bad football team yeah. right now. They're 130th in the country offensively in third down conversions, 128th in rushing per game, 129th. I mean, we're talking about the I didn't bottom. Even know there were 130 yet. Teams. There's 130. That's last. Uh, 129th in yards per carry, 121st in turnover margin, 124th in penalties. Uh, I think I yes. have one more. I, 117th in sacks allowed. I, it, it is astonishing that we're talking about. Florida State. Yes, that the fall from grace is remarkable. And, and Pete kind of pointed on our, I think it was our last podcast, 
what were they last year? They 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 were actually they were six and six last year. Well, they were actually okay. like four and six at one yeah. point last year. They won their last couple they games win their to bowl get game in. Again. They won, they were they were they, seven they were seven and six. They, they won a bowl oh, game. Yeah, I'm sorry, regular season because they had to. They, you know, I think they, they had a game canceled that they rescheduled to get to six and six so they could keep their ridiculous bowl forty two year bowl streak alive. Hooray! Um, they well, that's, won. That's about to end. They won in your favorite uh, venue, the Independence Bowl, last year. Oh my God. That's what Florida State well, was doing really, last year. That, and that's, that's where they that's belonged. belonged. Yeah, last year. Yeah, that, so this team, uh, in terms of that, in terms of accomplishments and what you see on film, that's the right team to play with your backup quarterback. Now when you read Florida State previews on our site and go up and down the roster and you see five-star, 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 four-star, four-star, five-star, everywhere, you think to yourself, I don't know what's going on. They must be able to rise up and have one game in them. They kind of did. If you dissect the Miami game where they lost by a point, their offense was destroyed is that, by um, Miami. Is that the Miami they lost to home to Duke? Miami's an okay team, right? Okay. Well, that's a, it's I a, mean, do you, it's a rivalry game, of if course. If they could lose to Miami by a point, do you think they're not capable of staying within Brandon Wimbush from the point? So we'll see. they had 13 tackles for loss against Miami. Notre Dame has suffered more tackles for loss than Miami. That same Miami. So there is a modicum of ability here. However... When they played Clemson at home in the biggest game of the year, they had zero tackles for loss. So yeah. you're not exactly sure what you're going to get from Florida State. I don't even know. I don't even zero. How, how do you not possible? have a tackle how for loss? You, how can you be giving up 2.84 yards per carry over the course of nine games and then not have a tackle for a, a loss in a game? I, I just it doesn't make any sense. And then you know on the other side, we're we're well aware of the the quarterback controversy and issues yeah. that Florida State is dealing with. DeAndre Francois apparently is not a favorite of, of of his teammates, and James Blackman came into the, the the lineup last week and threw for 421 yards. So, uh, and Francois still says he's number one. And if, if he but, starts, it's because of what we talked about yesterday before those interviews. It's because you can't start Blackman and go to Francois because Francois will give you nothing all week yeah. in practice and all week at the game. And when it's cold out, he won't even wear a uniform. So they have to go Francois and then the guy that everybody likes in black. They have one of those big Yeah, capes, <laughs> yeah but he's going to have that on anyway. If he was the backup, they would ask him, and if Blackman got hurt, they'd ask him to take off the cape and he'd just be wearing like a winter coat. He wouldn't even have his pads on. So you can't go to Francois second. This, this, so he might start. This will be one of the most watched pregames of the opponent. It'll be similar <laughs> yeah. to the Sun Bowl when we were, uh, were you at Sun Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course you were. Uh, Stormtrooper outfits. <laughs> when when it was came out so with. clear evident that the Hurricanes wanted nothing to do with playing. And it had Who just... did? I didn't want anything well, to do with covering and, it. And the press box was like, it, it would, the heat would turn on and then it would shut off and it would get really cold. But it, I mean, it was it snowed for people that weren't at the sun for people that didn't go to El Paso. Yeah, why weren't you with us in, in 2010? Uh, it's, we had, there was heavy snow the night before the game. Do you remember how they got the snow off the, off the field? Folding chairs and a folding table. Yeah, they were using chairs and a table to shovel it off the field. They weren't prepared for that. It was a be- It's a really a cool setting for the stadium, but yes. uh, no. So anyway, they they want nothing to do with that, and I and I can't imagine that. You think Florida State's motivated by hey, Ian Book's not going to play? You think that's going no. to motivate them? Remember the first series they will be. No, <laughs> it's just they. Yeah. Florida State is Florida State, and I, I think that the. The Ian Book situation, his absence or injury, really is going to have no impact on Florida State's state of mind. Um, they're going to be as disinterested to play this game See, my, with Wimbush as they were with Book. My only issue there is their state of mind in this game could be different if it's 3 to nothing at the end of the half as opposed to 24-3. That's three. different, yeah. I'm you know saying, what I'm saying? I'm saying like, like the beginning of the yes, game. Yes, yes. 
if Notre Dame can hold them down, like if basically if Notre Dame, Notre Dame, I think in some ways will have to play something akin to, uh, was it 2013 USC when Reese the 14, got the hurt? The 14-10 game? Yeah, yeah, when Reese got hurt and then Hendricks came in. I mean, don't bring that up. I, look, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it's. I don't think it's going to be that far off from that. I, I think if Notre Dame holds off Florida State, it's, we're going to be spending a lot more time talking. We should be spending a lot more time talking about Clark Lee and the defense than what Notre Dame cobbled together. At I, I I would agree with that, and I would agree with the under whatever it is. Yeah. Although that's going to be adjusted. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like the Michigan I mean, I, game. You know, so I just bet the under. I, I, I think I, I I stopped short of your reference to the USC okay. game in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was I mean, that's hyperbole for the sake of my point. But like, <laughs> yes. yeah, like I just Notre Dame's not going to move the ball up and down the field. I, no, I, agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and that. I don't think it's it's not going to be fourteen. I mean, Brandon Wimbush is more is a more accomplished quarterback. Let me write than this that. down for Monday's podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? The offense, the, Notre Dame's defense. If I guess if Book plays, the defense just plays better because against Florida State, because you get ahead by so much that nobody cares anymore on Florida State. And if you're in the game, obviously they call the game differently. But you would think that let's say Ian Book didn't have a great day and Notre Dame scored thirty points. I would not think Florida State would score more than thirteen. So Notre Dame should be able to hold Florida State to 13 or 14 when it, the game and season depends on it as well. This defense will probably play an inspired, awesome game. You know, one thing that, uh, just dipping back to, remember you were talking to Fink and uh, Boykin about my, press coverage? My, my press coverage story just got better gonna, this morning. They're gonna, <laughs> yeah, they're going to press a hell of them now, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to really go too deep into it for this podcast, but if you remember the two teams that really pressed Notre Dame were Michigan and Vanderbilt, and I know Wimbush was the quarterback, but do you remember Miles Boykin's stats in the yeah. Michigan and Vanderbilt yeah. games? I don't. Um, I don't understand. Like I realize Florida State plays Florida State defense, and mm-hmm. Michigan plays Michigan defense. I would not press Notre Dame at all. I would. I would invite Wimbush to throw short passes That's too, yeah. and just see yes. what ha- yeah. see what happens, as opposed to him reading it, not liking what he sees, and, and throwing off. A, throwing one on one jump ball type stuff, which is you get that a lot more with press with coverage, coverage than you do with zone. Yeah, I don't okay. think Florida State will change though. Do you? They've, I think they're practicing right now, so. But I think yeah, it's unlikely they're going to put I in do. a new defensive. Uh, I know scheme. that Notre Dame was, Notre Dame was really hoping that this news could wait until after they completed practice, yeah. which I think is another, which is at eleven a.m. By the time you listen to this to, podcast, yes, yeah, half of those guys have no idea. Uh, but they, but they so. weren't able to pull that off. So, all right, yeah. uh, more of the same in segment two. Irish Illustrated Insider is brought to you by. Anderson, Augustino, and Keller, Attorneys at Law, with offices in South Bend, Indiana, serving the local community's legal needs with a diverse and innovative group of lawyers. Let their team be your edge on legal matters. Contact the lawyers at Anderson, Augustino, and Keller at 574-288-1510 or visit their webpage at aaklaw.com. Segment two of Irish Illustrated Insider brought to you by Anderson, Augustino, and Keller. It's our burning up the board section. And we'll start with more questions about the quarterback position, starting with at Notre Dame football ditties. Will Ian Book be back for Syracuse? Don't know. I mean, I picked up conflicting information on that. Um, You know, the first source that I talked to about this said no. Uh, He's out two weeks. And then talking to more people, they felt like, uh, maybe back for Syracuse. So I I just have to sit with I don't know because I have conflicting information on that one right now. We certainly heard I don't know, but the guess is no from yeah. the most information gathered. I, I have not heard 
that he might play against Syracuse. So yeah. until, you know, I mean, look, things can change three days from now, five days from now, you don't know. But as of right now, the probability seems low based upon what, what we've been told. This doesn't mean anything, but my guy that has never really been wrong on these things said he's out for two weeks. Right. I was wondering aloud if and, they could possibly beat Syracuse. And, and I'm I, in the same boat with you, O'Malley, here. Like, my best source on this says two weeks. And my uh, West Coast source said two weeks to me as well. So <laughs> so there we are. Yeah, add it all up and we'll see. And that's uh, that's a lot more problematic than it is than it is for Florida State with Brandon Wimbush because you would expect with Syracuse, you know, you're going to have to score a, a heck of a lot more than you're going to need to score against Florida State. I think the we- if the weather's terrible for Syracuse back here in South Bend, it's going to be hard for them anyway, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I can't believe this little thing we talked about <laughs> all spring and summer, and it came up everywhere, is now the biggest thing Can you- there is in the Notre Dame football season, it's the hubris bowl. It really. is the hubris, hubris run amok bowl. Yeah. Can you? Can, I mean, just imagine what Jack Swarbrick is dealing with. With you know, I mean, we're, we're you know, we field comments about moving the game to Yankee Stadium, and imagine what I know. He's kind of insulated from a lot of these comments, but it's not that insulated. Yeah, not that, not that insulated. I know a lot of it filters back to him, and you can just imagine. We're, I mean, we're sitting here laughing. We're not going to laugh. No, it was. If, you didn't know what Notre Dame's record was going to be. You thought Syracuse might have four wins. It just, but then it was just an oddity. Now it's they moved away. They could be ten and zero, and not yeah. playing a home game. I mean, I didn't think it'd be four wins, but I mean, you're thinking five hundred because yeah. I knew you knew Eric Dungey was back, and it's the next yeah, but he year. Yeah, hurt. I, I, didn't, I did not see them. This no, scary. no, no, no. They're yeah. gonna they're going to be eight and two. No, and they uh, hey they play. Uh, yeah, they will they be play eight and Louisville two. tonight. They are the if you have a, a confidence pool this week. You who's, could actually take them over Alabama in this, got, week's, in this week's confidence how about, poll. How about a minus 21, which is what they are? We're t- we're, is he uh, over 109? We're, we're, we're of course, yeah. making fun of Louisville and their defensive coordinator situation and their defense in general. But uh, anyway, back to the original question. It does not look like Ian Book will be uh, playing next week either, but we will know more as each day passes by. Uh, at Dan O'Brien, 1972, do you think Phil Jerkovic will start over Brandon Wimbush? Uh, no and hell no. I mean, that, there's there's zero chance of this happening. Right. Well, Wimbush has been preparing to start all, not not only theoretically. Wimbush has been preparing to start since Monday. Theoretically, there's a zero percent chance of this happening, even if that wasn't an actual information. All right. So, what is the chance of uh, Jerkovic playing after Wimbush say struggles for a quarter and a half? How bad are the struggles? They're losing. They're losing by uh, yeah, ten points. And he has two picks. Oh. <laughs> That's right. he's warming up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah what, what, you, you know, have to have him ready. Yeah, it's oh, a, he's it's, the backup quarterback. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been taking the backup reps. I'm sure I, that's not verified, but he he. So he was part of the scout team versus Navy. Yeah. Um, they had three quarterbacks. He's Navy, been, remember? I mean, yeah, pretty much all year he's been a scout team quarterback, not a. And I'm sure they give him some stuff because that's Kelly tries to give those guys yeah, that are you know just not. Much. But the sight unseen notion of just start Phil Jerkovic. I mean, what this isn't a this isn't a. What do you think this is? It's not a board game. I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a video game. It's That's real life. Reference. Yes, yes. It's I was trying to see the board sorry. game. Nah, sorry, I just, <laughs> I just like show, that animatronic football game. <laughs> I just showed my age. Uh, boy, I had some. What do you think this is? Parcheesi? We thought we thought those games were so cool. Oh, man. they were. Yeah. 
where, oh. you, where you spun the, you spin the dial. Yeah. Then ten yard fight came out where they all yeah. move in one way. It kind of looked like the uh, Michigan I, offense this year. I, play, oh, I, God, play, I played on the electric <laughs> guys running out of bounds, running into the wall uh, game. But but that, this is this is real life, man. This is a damn playoff bit on the line. We, we well, first of all. As a fan, or even as a member of the media in this case, we have no idea what Phil Jerkovic has looked like on the practice field. He didn't look very good in the one opportunity he had against Wake Forest, which is unfair to judge on. But for for a fan to say it blindly, just play him, is nonsense. I'd say more important, he is probably getting the second quarterback reps all week because if you're just going with Wimbush as your starter, you're not assuming that, oh, well, if Brandon doesn't work it out, then we'll put in... Sure. Bruised kidney and broken ribs. And that's Ian Book. That's not. That's no. That's different. That's yeah. we're struggling. We need to see what our second team quarterback can do. Different circumstances. And we are not but, saying that Brandon Wimbush will have two picks and they'll be down ten points at the end of the middle of the second quarter. Right? We're saying what if that would get Dracovic in? We're not. We're not predicting that. I'm happen. not saying. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> You're not saying anything about that, huh? No, I would. Uh, he's got to be ready because Brandon Wimbush is going to run, as you guys said, and he's going to get hit. It's uh, true by athletic large. Human beings. <laughs> Either those tackles three seventy five. Yep. Yep. The true freshman. Yeah, you know, I didn't knew I didn't <laughs> yeah. actually I, I hadn't I, gotten that far I, I in studying Florida State it. that I didn't know. Well our preview on uh Irish Illustrated this week for Florida State was one of the more well written and um chiding <laughs> insider previews of all time and he kinda went through the whole roster of five stars, but he's a three hundred and seventy five pound true freshman. Nose tackle. Is that in there? And I asked, that yeah, that's in there. Oh, and I asked Mustafer about it, and Mustafer's like, "It's a big boy, man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's he, all he was. He didn't. He didn't shy away from no. saying, "Whoo, that's a, that's that's a lot of man I'm going to be going up against." Yeah, they have to have some bad coaching going on at Florida State right now. Yeah, there's just, I mean, the, and bad coaching, which leads to bad attitudes, yeah. and and because it's Florida State, and because they're accustomed to literally competing for national titles on a, a yearly basis, I know they didn't last year, but still. I mean, attitudes are even worse because that's just not what they're accustomed to. Next from Twitter as well, at CJ Natchtigal. How do you expect the game plan to change now that Wimbush is the starter? I think we kind of uh, addressed this a bit in the first segment. I mean, you can't stick with what you're doing. Think about what Nordham's offense was before Ian Book took over. And I mean, by and large, that's what you're looking at. I don't don't know what other direction you can realistically go. Yeah, I I think the... um... Be closer to last year, where you just really want to rely on the run, run play action, and Wimbush runs a lot, right? We got to throw out the ball state. They, no matter what anybody ever says, they told Wimbush not to run in that game. Otherwise, he doesn't doesn't not run ever for no reason whatsoever. Or they, I'm sorry, not didn't say don't run. They said protect yourself. Let's work on right. This. And probably and in his well, mind, they didn't. Did. They didn't have designed running plays, yeah. and he didn't want to take off and run from the pocket. Together, they didn't run. Right. You won't see that. You will not see the ball state. Game plan. I think you'll see the Michigan game plan. Probably. I mean, it just it. I think he had 19 carries in the Michigan. And what game. exactly yeah. is that? Run it. Just run it. Run it. Run it and throw it deep. Take some I mean, shots. That, that's the Michigan game plan. He took shots. You think about it. obviously the fake. You remember uh, the outside passes to Boykin and Mac in the first yes. half. Um, Claypool had those long delayed crossing routes involved. Those are things to read because it's a. Yeah, I mean, you could get it depending on the you're, you're not calling it on third and eleven, right? But you can call no. it on second down. Um, you, Claypool has really emerged as a much better player since then. I know it's because of the quarterback partly, but right. he is a confident guy, right? Now he's, I don't see 
he goes into the game confidently. I hope that if things go wrong, Fink and, Boy- Fink and Boykin will maintain their mind, their heads. You got to hope Chase Claypool can still focus. I just would love to be a fly on the wall in the Nordic offensive meetings this week. You know, I mean, Chip Long. You know, I mean, he. You know, I, I, I'm sure he figured that hey, the 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 playbook is an open book, so to speak, and and it's just not that. And and he's. He has to come up with something that's a little bit more creative than what they had pre-Ian Book, but he can't go overboard because no. he needs to have some consistency and some success. I will say that Chip Long was rightly put up for the Frank Royals Award. He can um, win it this weekend. He can win it in the next two weeks. Yeah. So, Pete, what do you expect? I mean, I just I think a lot of deep shot passing game type stuff. Um, I, I don't know how they could have really do anything else i michigan to me in some ways is like the best case scenario um you know wimbush typically has started quickly um yeah you know when he can we can sort of get into like a flow and practice something all week it's good it's the adjustments like if notre dame is losing at halftime i would be terrified if i was notre dame are we giving i i know that there you know there's an opposite opinion of from people that have watched florida state all year and i think they'd be saying you're giving you're giving Florida State way too much credit here. I saw a great tweet. It said, as a Florida State fan, y'all can have Brian Kelly run the triple option and you're going to kill us on Saturday. I mean, I just somewhere somewhere in between is reality there, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. But, you know, I, I, for those that have watched Florida State all year, I, 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 I don't think that they, they believe that this is going to make a huge difference, which, I, I mean, I, I, I disagree. It's got to make a, a fairly significant difference at the least. Yeah, I think it makes a huge difference, but that's why I wanted to clarify we're not saying that it's going to be 10 nothing Florida yeah. State in the second quarter, because that would definitely surprise me. I, I think Brandon Wimbush will struggle at times in this game to move the ball just like he did against Vanderbilt. Um, and I'm even throwing up Ball State, like he did against Vanderbilt and Navy and Stanford yeah, but in those I mean, situations. I mean, not only has he not been playing the last six weeks, but he hasn't been preparing like he would the, when he was playing. Completely agree, and that's how we started this podcast. Right. I can't imagine he has been. Like, if he has been all time, all the credit in the world because they went away from his offense. He'd be preparing for something. He'd be, he's been practicing stuff that he's not good at yeah. behind Ian Book and whatever amount of snaps he gets. So, hey, mentally locked in is number one because obviously they're not going to run that offense. I mean, this is the, – the short passing game has been such an advantage to Notre Dame lately, and it, that all sort of, like, vanishes on Saturday night. I mean, the, the three games that – Wimbush has played or started the season on throws five yards or less, 17 of 23 for 88 yards. Ian Book's efficiency on those short passing games is about twice as good in terms of the yards per attempt. Um, Which so, is the point of those throws. Yeah, yeah, so that's like if it's a real extension of the running game, those are effective plays. Um, but when Wimbush is throwing them, I think Sean McDonough referenced yeah, what they get... Chip Long told him before Wake Forest that every short pass feels like the catch of the day because these receivers and tight ends have to dive for it or jump for it or fall down on the ground or for the it. timing isn't good. And we've talked about that about how with book you can get your head and hips around and and I mean yards after the catch. I don't know what the number is, but it has to be a majorly significant increase under Ian Book and, and a probable drop this weekend. Three one seven Mike. 
uh, changing the topic a little bit here. Yeah, let's get to the other parts. Of and the there are probably some team. questions here that pertain to like Kevin Austin that just aren't going to come into play right now. But <laughs> what do you at all this weekend? <laughs> yes. What What do you guys think about moving Alohi Gilman to nickel and Houston Griffith as safety, his more natural position? The nickel situation continues to be a red flag, and I haven't seen the lineup uh, seen that in the lineup out there yet. What is the fix at nickel? Man, they have tried a lot of options here. That would be the next one, I guess. Um, I, I'm not really sure what. Game 10. That's the game issue. Game 10? I mean, would they try like three or four different options in game nine? Yeah, it's not you know? It's not an acute uh, enough problem. Yes, they hit Northwestern hit a touchdown pass this yeah. week on, on Houston Griffith, who, God, you'd yeah. love to see some, some football ball skills in Please that situation. Remember that play the next time you say, why don't they turn and look for the ball? Because it was a touchdown because he tried to turn and look for the ball. Um, the nickel situation, the one thing they cannot do anymore of, I don't think, unless there's a drastic change, is having Dante Vaughn at corner. As much as I love the Julian Love being chasing guys around the field and stuff, I, I think Florida State will go right at Dante Vaughn at corner. Sure. And they have the guys to do it. Yeah, I don't... I wrote this... They do. I'd rather see Griffith come out Coleman and keep it the way it is. And what I would rather see is Elliott... And Gilman at safety, and Love moved to nickel, and Bracey play. Okay, that's yeah. And I don't, I don't know why. Well, Bracey's in the doghouse is why it hasn't happened. But I feel like that to me, that's the solution that makes the most sense, opposed to taking Alohi Gilman down and then moving Griffith. And back. If, we, if we can, I mean, Brian Kelly seemed to strongly indicate that Bracey's back in the mix this week. And supposedly, just just from talking to Julian Love in a post practice uh, interview. Apparently, Dante Vaughn broke his hand this year, had a shoulder problem, so the injuries continue. Oh, um, those things aren't announced usually by Notre Dame, but Julian was kind of sticking up for his. Well, he was sticking up for his teammate. Yeah. He was. He was saying, you know what, he's had. He's coming on. He had a rough beginning of the year, because, and the beginning of the year would be when he's right played a little. He said he, he got hurt. Right. Uh, at B Man underscore twenty seventeen with Notre Dame's success this season, there's a chance a number of guys leave early. Who is most likely? Oh. Um. You know, it's like I heard that Miles Boykin was coming back, and I asked him yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not not making a decision. Like, we'll see." Yeah, I had I had heard the opposite of that actually. Okay. That he was that he was eager, eager to, to move depart. to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not the not dissatisfaction yeah. with Notre Dame, but e- eager. He to wouldn't move, move on. on somewhere else. You're and, the and NFL. right, yeah, and sure. Greg Gabriel has has told Irish Illustrated um, that. You know, the scouts are definitely interested in Miles Boykin now. He's getting off the line of scrimmage better than he used to. And a lot will, you know, as he likes to say, stopwatch-driven position, and a lot will depend upon that. But yeah. I think you can... Um, and he's not leaving early. He's a senior. Yeah, player. that's my, my point I was about to make is if you're Notre Dame and Miles Boykin leaves, good job, man. You, you did sure. everything for us. The issue is, before this year started, it wasn't... Now, I know he's graduated and everything, and they come in early and... But Khalid Kareem and Julian Acquire were not on the leave early radar of scouts. They might have been in their own minds. Yep. They are now on the leave early radar of scouts because those two get after it. And as you've pointed out for a long time, Pete, Kareem is I, he's graduating, I, 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 in, he's December. graduating in December because he enrolled early. Right. I forgot he enrolled early because he didn't make an impact as a freshman other than we scorned Brian Van Gorder for putting him in there for a play. Right. Well, don't worry about that. Uh, he's not coming back for a fifth year in two years anyway, Khalid yeah. Kareem. So Julian Acquire... Uh, yeah. That dude gets around the corner, man. He, if he gets advice where you, you can take bad advice, too, because sure. I do not bl- blame Julian Acquara for thinking he can go to the next level and rush the passer. Yeah. I think the three most likely are Julian Love, Khaled Kareem, 
and Chase Claypool definitely has an interest in leaving. He has that weird interest since he was like 17 and a half, though, so I'm hoping he could get talked out of it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, like Mac but if he, was interested if he, in leaving But if he plays he with the physicality and the approach that he has the last yeah. couple weeks, yeah. I'm sure he's moving up the chart. But I, I think those would be the three. Okwara, I mean, it's hard to deny the productivity is tremendous. I'm not sure that that's where his head is. I hope his head's nowhere near there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not sure about that, whereas I think with the other three... And, you know, I mean, Julian I, I, Love loves being in Notre Dame and what yeah. have you, but... I think Love might get a good grade, though. Yeah, now his 40 time is going to work against him. Right, but, but that's before but, he gets the grade. I mean, cor- that's after that's he gets correct. the grade. That's that is the correct. issue. That's correct. He's getting to get the... They're going to look at his film and think, yeah. They could, I mean, they, the Boykin, Kareem, Okwara group, before the year I would have said, well, duh, all three of those guys are coming back for their... For 2019, um, if you remove them from the roster, then Notre Dame, that's it'd be a that bit of a hurts. rebuilding. You can lose Boykin. Sure. You can lose wide receivers. You can't lose these two pass rushers. It's the same thing I said as that different. They're younger. McGlinchey and Nelson were totally irreplaceable players. Aquara and Khalid Kareem for next year are completely irreplaceable players. In yeah. a one, in a Kareem one and Aquara, the, I mean, I think they're significantly better pass rushers than Dalen Hayes. Yes, and and I think they're really good against the run, and people do not give Julian Aquara enough credit for what he does against the run. I they, to- totally they, agree. These, I, I'm astonished at how strong he is against the run. Yeah, he, he did tell us it doesn't matter what he weighs. He's multiple every time that tired, media-driven spring conversation, August conversation, I don't know what I weigh, man, was his answer. You know what? Yeah. He doesn't need to worry about what he weighs. No, because... he does not. Okay, so the question about Kevin Austin, I'm going to go ahead and add ND Zach. Kevin Austin looked pretty good with the ball in his hands across the middle a couple of games ago. He's speaking about the Navy game. Any reason we don't see him more in that capacity? Here at Irish Illustrated, we like to answer <laughs> the pressing questions of the week in the wake of the Ian Book uh, injury news. So Kevin Austin, the fifth receiver, <laughs> that's a good question, though. Normally, this would be a great question, <laughs> but it's a weird one right now. What? No, it was before the book. I, I know. Broke. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. This, this part of this was printed early. Um, B-Man asked good questions. I really liked uh, what Michael Young showed last week, too. So the, the Austin coming on a little bit on that catch versus Davey where we talked about looking full speed and everything. Michael Young, obviously they integrated him back in. I like the direction the receivers are going with Book going into this game. Um, I thought they were actually going to get either Austin or Young would have a good day against Florida State, one of the two, not yeah. both. I mean, now I think it's just a step back for those other receivers. I mean, one question ago we were talking about Boykin and Claypool going pro. So... <laughs> That's ro- that's the biggest issue here. Rotating guys in and taking pros out doesn't make a lot of sense. Do I think Kevin Austin was going to play a little bit more than he has when the season started? Yes. I think he was in for one passing play last week. But Boykin and Claypool have been so good, yeah. I have no interest in you taking know, The reality out. is that Brian Kelly doesn't really like rotating his receivers. He never, he not, not, he never has as long as he's been in Notre Dame. Boykin actually mentioned yesterday, I uh, kind of talked to him about slow starts, and he said, yeah, when... He said they've been seeing a lot of coverages they don't prepare for, that they don't see on film. He just said this is the nature of when you're playing us, you're trying to do something to our offense we haven't seen because that can slow us down. I think people are going to take that wrong when they see in the story that they're not seeing things they see in practice. But he said, no, we just get on the sidelines, talk to each other. And he literally said, Claypool and I rotate so much at boundary and field, we just talk to each other, we can sub for each other and let each other know what's going on. That's why you don't see these other guys. They don't need to take them out. They're not sprinting back and forth. It's like... uh, 
stay on the boundary. I'm on the field. They Kevin, just, the other Kevin Austin is going to be a really good receiver at Notre yeah. Dame, but they don't, they don't rotate them. They don't rotate often, and there's no reason to rotate now when two guys are playing as well as they are. And my long tangent there, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Kevin Austin this week. No. No, I don't either. Go fight, win, go Irish. Pitt showed the blueprint for shutting down the running game and keeping the game close. Northwestern duplicated it with success, too. Do you expect Florida State and the rest of Notre Dame's opponents to do the same and force Notre Dame to pass their way to victory? Can Notre Dame win out without the O-line playing at a higher level? I guess that's an old question. Yes and no. Still applicable. <laughs> yeah, they. I think Florida State will do the same and make Notre Dame pass, and I don't think Notre Dame can win Which out. Which, they, they, even with Ian Book, they would have done that. Yes, and I don't think Notre Dame can win out, win out without the O-line playing at a higher level because now they need the O-line to support the backup quarterback. Right. A difficult situation. It is. Um, you know, we're. I mean, no, he's. It's a different. We we were even making. I mean, we're not trying to joke around about this, but it's not even close to the level of play between the quarterbacks. I don't care. He's twelve and three. This change was made. He was undefeated because the level of play was so poor. So let's. We're the sugarcoating it now. Would be you're going. You're going from. You're going from a hundred percent of the playbook to thirty. I don't know. Thirty-five. Not, and you're cutting out a. The good stuff. <laughs> the stuff that you're I like running, watching. You're really running the stuff that doesn't work now. Yeah, is that what's no, going on? Maybe, maybe, I like all those accurate passes. Maybe, yeah, maybe 35 is unfair. But that, and Pete, that's exactly what it comes down to. You just can't, you can't throw off. I was, I wrote it in today's uh, Thursday Thoughts, which I, I have to update before we post it. <laughs> uh, going, through the, going through the Northwestern game again. Keep that leading with Kevin Austin. Now, yeah. going through the Northwestern uh, game again. You know, I, I keep a play-by-play. Not everybody does that, but that's the way I've always done it. I always will. I think all three. And how many times, <laughs> yeah. how many times, but I, I mean, I really like everything yes. I need to know yeah, is yeah. on those eight pages. How many times when I was going through the game, the second game, the time, the TV version, I wrote after a, a book path, perfect, perfect, perfect. I think I wrote it like seven times in the Northwestern game, and it's not just where the ball is, it's when the ball gets there and how the receiver is able to react after it. It's just, that's what that's what it comes down When you talk about the playbook, that's what it comes down to, because you just can't run it without that accuracy no, and timing. He's accurate within being accurate, if it's possible. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't even mean to, dis- I wasn't disparaging Brandon Wimbush there. He's a capable quarterback that has done some great things at Notre Dame running the football, Ian Book is just on a different plane, a different level of quarterbacking, to the point where when the, the Heisman questions we laughed at because Tonga Vailoa exists. <laughs> so, like, if you didn't say Heisman, though, if you just said, hey, let's take away Kyler Murray and Tua Tonga Vailoa, where do you rank Ian well, Book? We'd have a, thought, I don't know, maybe there is two? A top, <laughs> you know, there, there is yeah. a top five, so, yeah. I mean, you could you could make an argument for right. that. So you just, I guess, you know who was going to win. It, it, that yeah. guy's been so good. But to point out that he is being brought up, in that realm of conversation is how good he's been in six games. Right. I mean, the image that we all have burned in our brains is preseason when Ian Book is dropping the ball into the middle cutout within the net and Wimbush is struggling to just sort of make contact with it. You think I that mean, mattered? We'll never forget yeah. that day in Notre Dame Stadium, no, will we? No. It was like the most indicative thing that I think we were all like, yeah, we'll kind of talk ourselves out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Ian Book lets... The reason Notre Dame's receivers have been so good is because Ian Book's accuracy lets them be Absolutely. as athletic as no, they actually no doubt are. About it. I love the receivers, and it's hand in hand. I've been, I've been, I talked quite a bit about the receivers the last few weeks, but it's because of Ian Book putting the ball there. No doubt. 
Sean G15, can you recall a team as talented as Florida State playing so poorly over the course of a season? I understand they have a new coach, a new system, but I've been surprised at just how bad they are looking at the recruiting talent that has accumulated over a long period of time. I think Brian Kelly touched on it without making it obvious he was touching on it. He said sometimes he's taken over programs and you go in and you have some good stuff and you try to build on it. Sometimes you go in and it's a 180. Then he said, I haven't been in that building, so I can't tell you, which was smart for a coach to do. I can tell you that they had a 180 in the system and they trying to rely on some of the guys that were poor cultural fits for Taggart's system and for any new coach. Because it really went downhill under Jimbo. I mean, let's not forget, this is Taggart's first year and they were terrible last year. They needed a 100% culture change and they waited a year. And you can't, I don't think you can do that. I think he thought, I have so much talent, I can make sure, it work. Because they is, do. They do. But you can't, you know what, that talent is, it's developing talent under and get him to play and the, they're not all playing that way. They're just not, they don't come close to playing to the level of talent they have. For them to be ranked in all those categories it's that insane. I mentioned, it's just, it is, it's totally insane. Uh, and, but, it, you know, I mean, offensively, it all starts with their offensive line. They have another offensive lineman hurt. I think they've started. Yeah, where well, the guard is out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Minshew, Minch, yeah. I, I mean, is this, this is going to be like their they have not had. They have not had the same offensive two line. Weeks start in two row. weeks in a row. Yeah. It'll be 10 games that they have not had the same our, line. Our insider, Lee Posey, said, this is the worst offensive line I've seen at Florida State since Bobby Bowden took over the program and changed the talent level. Now, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Since he came from Sanford. <laughs> so, whether that's 100% true or 90% true, it's remarkable that that is going on, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be accurate. It's predominantly it's, it's, true. It's, it's in the yeah. ballpark. So. No, and, and, you know, injuries contribute to it. But... It seems we've been saying that about Florida State several times in recent years, which is crazy. That, that shouldn't just, it should not be that. Just way. looking back, I, I couldn't figure out when the drop started off, and, and you go out to Winston, obviously, is the major drop off. But like in 2016, they were still at 5.3 yards per carry, and in 2015, they were Notre Dame level, the Deshaun Kaiser year. I mean, the stat, if you look at them, you just keep seeing Notre Dame, Florida State, Notre Dame, Florida State. They're both ten and three teams. Yeah. So the drop-off was precipitous from 16 to 17. Now, I will say, they used to have Delvin Cook, but the 14, 15 to 6, like 5.3 is really good, but they were astronomical before that with, with Winston and Cook and those guys. So I, I think it's part of it. But boy, the offensive line, he must have stopped recruiting offensive linemen. I don't think their offensive line has been good for quite some right. time. I think Winston right. and Cook covered up for it. Yeah, yeah, which Winston and Cook can do. Yeah. I mean, they were that good. Um I mean, do do we not remember the 2014 game where Jerron Jones like threw Florida State's offensive lineman yeah. all over the <laughs> yeah. field? Yeah, Jerron Jones yeah. did that. Um, you know, that's that that's not Stefan Tuitt uh, or Justin Tuck out there. Um, so they were susceptible to that. I, but I think what <clears throat> what we're talking about more has to do with like <laughs> their performance at Boston College last year, where they just didn't give. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to say, they didn't give. They did not give it. You can't be at 5.3 yards per, per season with what they have now. Right. <laughs> that's well, that's imagine, the difference. I mean, imagine what Cam Akers is. I mean, he's lightning quick, too. Yeah, I mean, imagine what he's thinking. What was the stat, Pete, you had about contact? Uh, uh, yeah, let me see if I can find it. But um, Two of the three worst, right? It was, I think, two of the three or the two worst. Oh, here it is. This is uh, David Hale over at ESPN. There are only two. Power five backs with a minimum of 70 carries, averaging less than one yard before contact, and they are Cam Akers 
at 0.78 yards per contact. Oh, my God. And Jacquez Patrick at 0.5. Before, well, Patrick, before contact. Before said. contact. Yes, so it's all on the line. They And Patrick can't even get touches. I mean, yeah. their running game's so bad that Akers is going to get most of them. And they can't. They, I mean, they can't go to it. They, there was a reason. They threw for 421 yards yeah. last week because they don't have options in the running game. I can't imagine that Cam Akers is – can you imagine – I mean, can you imagine how many disgruntled – That's the thing about the – that's what I was talking that's about. That's where the, they are. The change. They're disgruntled. Yeah. They're angry. They, they hate their starting quarterback team. I mean, just what it was given. They hate yeah. their starting quarterback. Francois. Francois. Yes, Francois. They love the other guy. The other guy's going to play. I mean, Blackman is going to play against Notre Dame. It just matters when. No doubt. Um, but, that you know, now we're talking about a guy that's barely played any quarterback this year. Yeah. So I that'll mean, be a good match was, for Notre Dame's quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he was the quarterback when they played at Boston College and got absolutely housed. Yeah. Um, no, it's just they like year. I'm not saying he's good or they love him. I'm just saying that they, he was, he's not He's, he's, not, not, he was, he's not They don't have a respect deficit. Right. They'll play for him. Think yeah. about yeah. that. Last year, I mean, here's a true freshman thrown to the Wolves with that offensive line. He had, he had no chance nope. to be right. successful. Right. Yeah, that's God. <laughs> I mean, no and now he's a sophomore with no chance to be successful <laughs> right. with right. that offensive Playing line. Playing against right. the best pass, last, best pass rush he's seen. Last question uh, from at. Bryant Swint, how does Florida State upset Notre Dame this week? What has to happen? I think uh, staying in it early. So, like, it, it, you know, Pete, you mentioned Wimbush's opening drives and his, his quick starts. Um, don't let that happen. Don't get down early to Notre Dame because you get belief yep. in your team. You keep the game as close as you can, and all you have to do is grind out a touchdown drive and a couple field goals to stay in it. I'm not saying that wins the game. But if you put game pressure on Notre Dame because it's 20-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter – there's only one team with game pressure with Brandon Wimbush in at 20 to 13 in the fourth quarter. So it's stay close and make, make Brandon Wimbush beat you throwing the ball downfield. No matter how it happens, just stop. They will have to stop Notre Dame's running game and make, look, maybe Wimbush beats you because he can throw the ball up to tall guys. Right. Yeah. But that's the way to do it is to stay close, put doubt in his mind. And at that point you try to steal the win, right? They're not going to go out and house Notre Dame. You've got to steal the win. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm saying it. A special teams gaffe by Notre that Dame. can't happen, though. Right? <laughs> what? what you, the... you, you did not catch the circle. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face, like, Pete, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean... Yeah, it, there's just... Notre Dame would have to contribute to its own demise, which it has done from t- sometimes this season. Um, I think, ultimately... Florida State is just not good enough offensively. Yeah, they to, would have to, to do o- anything. They would have to really overachieve offensively against. But like, could you have a broken play where yeah, Cam Akers takes a, a an eighty yard run? Yeah, that's possible. But I think you probably need like two or three of them, in addition to a special teams miscue. Uh, you know what? I just kind of envisioned the South Florida game. God, why? why? Not that many turnovers, but just the point where you have three turnovers. Oh, in order for them to win. That's yeah, for the win. They have three turnovers, they make one nice touchdown drive, and you gifted another one. You know, and all of a sudden Bumble you're in a turn touchdown yeah. from inside okay, five so not they, that they've got to be better on <laughs> but, They've got to be better on third down because there's 129 teams in the country that are better. So that's one thing. When they're, did they they're add this 130th be, team to make Florida State the 130th everywhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going to have to suddenly get disciplined and not average just shy of 10 penalties per game, which... Considering they're playing happen. Notre Dame, I'm I'm sure that no penalties. I'm like sure there'll be a yeah. I'm sure there'll be a handful of holding calls that will be overlooked because it is a it will be an ACC refereeing crew, and they're instructed not to call as many holding penalties because it hurts the flow of the game. Um, 
you know, I mean, like I, I go over, they, they've got, Florida State has to be a lot better in a lot of areas if they've been lousy in all year. Yeah. Yeah. But that was asking what has to happen. It's yeah. not like we're just saying it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the question, man. All areas. <laughs> because, all at the, because at the end of the day, the, the, the greatest weapon that Notre Dame has is the better defense here. Yeah. I feel like if Notre Dame loses this game, and I'm not predicting that at all, and we'll get to that, it's 20 to 13 going in the fourth quarter. The game pressure's on Notre Dame. They don't get the touchdown they need to put it away. And all of a sudden, Florida State has a chance. And all you need is some crap against a nickel or something like that to get a play. You know, I mean, you know that mm-hmm. one missed tackle. Can happen, so that's how I feel like they right. do it. They, right. they last, hang around. Last thing we have a no. Do, we're not. No, we're skipping those. Last thing. Oh well, it's a weather question. I, okay, <laughs> right. that's, you have the weather people, forecast people here. That is that's the last question. Do you think the weather will take away deep shots and long throws for both sides? On and off snow showers early, peaks of sunshine later, with a high of thirty-one. That is not at night. Winds uh, northwest, fifteen to twenty-five miles oh, an man. hour, and forty percent chance of snow. That's the daytime. <laughs> The nighttime. Thank God it's a day game. <laughs> drops to twenty three, and uh, with continuing wins. I, you know what? So. I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is my post game interview with the local NBC affiliate. I can't hear anything uh, on the field after the game. That'll be that'll be fun. Uh, so we uh, come to the point where it was going to be a really easy week at this segment, but got a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> the predictions. I don't believe Notre Dame will play down to Florida State's level overall in this game. Um, what I said, 20 to 13, fourth quarter, I'd be worried about Wimbush closing it out, but I think Notre Dame will get on him at some point. And because of what we said all week about Florida State's culture and the weather they are facing and how much you don't want to play in these games, if Notre Dame gets ahead, I've lowered it to I have Notre Dame winning 30 to 13 still. Notre Dame's not getting out of the 20s. You know, out of the 20s? Tw- not out of the 20s, okay. Yeah, the 20s, they'll get yeah. into the 20s, okay, which yeah. will be enough to win. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think this game is going to look very much different at the end than Vanderbilt, Ball State, or Michigan. I mean, I think it's going to be that kind of game. So uh, I'll go Notre Dame 23, Florida State 13. That was my original, but I feel like I'm giving uh, not enough credit to Notre Dame. But I like your call, too. I like your call, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll have my prediction in Friday's preview. It'll be somewhere along these lines, much lower scoring than I think any of us anticipate. I was looking in upper 30s at the worst before, and it, I'm going to obviously scale that back. But I do I do stick to the, the, the notion that Florida State's going to have a very difficult time scoring. So uh, take the under, although that number, of course, will be adjusted. Yeah, the line well. Whatever moved, it is. The line has dropped to 16 in the hour and a half of... Yeah, it's it's going to drop 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 a a whole lot more. All right, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Hope to have a little bit better news for you in our... uh, It won't be worse. uh, No. uh, (laughs) Saturday when we get to Nordham Stadium, although the weather probably is not going to cooperate. So thanks for uh, joining us on Irish Illustrated Insider. Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to irishillustrated.com slash support. Your support will help Irish Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame athletics.